Dallas Skull. I made a sound effect. They actually took big swigs of alcohol. <coughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Kentucky straight bourbon on my end. Oh, what did I drink? Oh, oh, please someone tell me before I die. What you drank, Jake, if you think about the flavor profile a little bit, it is... Rye whiskey, (laughs) honey, and orange peel. Those things mixed together. The rye has got kind of that cinnamon spice to it. That's one of the big flavor profiles. What is it trying to emulate? Cinnamon, a bit of sweetness from the honey. It's upscale fireball, my boy. I'm drinking fireball. (laughs) Not literally, but basically. I hate my fucking life. I was trying to avoid this. This is the drink from fucking 18 episodes ago. <laughs> you, you can't escape it. Uh, I made a promise, guys. I made a promise to you, dear audience. Another round is in the finals, so I'm getting drunk for this episode. And my first drink of the night was a thing in my uh, roommate's fridge that just says Stolen X. And it's a rock and ride to... shots and I downed it. Can I read one more sentence of this review of the Stolen X that I'm looking at? By all means. Stolen X would be great to serve in neon plastic shot glasses at a party that features hot tubs and a shop vac spewing foam. The whole language around this product is bothersome to me. (laughs) (laughs) It is bothersome. Do y'all want to do a hot tub stream? The next time we get together in person, we should we should uh, do a sweet hot tub stream. Um, The boys are going to get famous on Twitch um, when you look at how sexy we are in our little bathing suits. Yeah, (laughs) emphasis on little. I'm going to wear a tiny ass bathing suit. Should we all get banana hammocks and take shots of stolen X? (laughs) I I hated that sentence. That's how they pitched Project X, that movie. I remember when I was in high school, I had never seen it and people kept talking about how fucking sweet it was. Is it actually a good movie or is it just garbage that high schoolers want to watch? Column A, column B, (laughs) it's both. It is good, but I think it turned into one of those things where the wrong people started to really love it. And now it's like, shut the fuck Mm. up about Project X. Also, in your guys' hometowns, did everyone try to replicate that party? Yes! I literally, there were so (laughs) many people that were like, we're going to try and throw a Project X uh, themed party party and i was like what the fuck does that every time in sly dell in the dirty dell like they (laughs) they would be like project x party tonight tell everybody and then the someone would tell their cop father and then he would show up be like no (laughs) and we were like 13 14 like shut the fuck up oh my god yeah we're idiots uh (laughs) i don't know if i was just not cool but i didn't hear about any project x parties ah vanilla boy rears his head I assure you, I wasn't cool in high school either. I played StarCraft II competitively. Um, It's just you didn't live near degenerates. Yeah, I was going to say, because I got bullied. I guess I was cool, but like they did Project X parties. They just wanted anyone and everyone to be there. So maybe, you know. Because that's emulating the the film, to my understanding. Anyway, hello and welcome back. If you've ever listened to us before. If you haven't, what an intro. What what an episode to start with. Uh. Welcome back. This is episode 17, part four of our Oscar season bracket. I'm Matthew. I am Alex. I guess I'm the sober one. And I'm j- drunk. I'm no, I'm going to get drunk. I'm Jake. Yeah, Welcome. he's still sober for now. He, his body hasn't started processing that alcohol. It really hasn't. They know they've they they know my tell. What are my telltale signs that I'm drunk? Y'all know one of the things you fucking love to do when you're drunk. But what you do is you go, all right, sober Jake. And you clap your hands and then immediately do some stupid drunk shit. It happens so fucking often. That's fucking hilarious. Drunk Jake does a lot of clapping and kicks. Wait, I kick? I kick? Wait, Jake, the fact that you don't know you kick, I see, (laughs) to me, that was just something that Jake did. It wasn't until this moment that I realized, huh, I wonder if that's a thing that just drunk Jake does. And the fact that you don't know that you kick solidifies in my mind that that is a drunk Jakeism. Oh my God. I know I do sober Jake. I actually vividly know me saying sober Jake. The clapping is a little hazy, but um, I have never been with you when you go <laughs> sober Jake without clapping. You're helping the sound team. I'm slating, you know, because my life is a <laughs> fucking movie, guys. <laughs> 
Well, uh, skull, guys. <laughs> Coming at you later in this episode, we have the finals of our Oscar season bracket. So that is another round versus Palm Springs. Two terrific movies. Uh, but before that, we've got our honorable mentions. Hell yeah. You guys sent them to us via social media. Uh, less than we would have liked. So honestly... <laughs> Kind of slacking audience. <laughs> Matt, once again, is coming for our audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really funny, and I need to say coherent thoughts before I get incoherent. But um, I'm glad we're talking about the movies in the second half when you'll be incoherent. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed I the picture I put, because I usually do social media stuff, but, you know, it, it's a shared whatever. But I put a picture of Sonic pre-edit in the car with Saoirse Ronan's character in Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Mm -hmm. um, wow, Ladybird. Yeah, Ladybird. Um, I got at least two or three movies from 2017 pitch because they thought I was talking about the 2017 Oscars. Are you <laughs> fucking with me? Is that actually true? <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. That's I got awesome. For one of my like really good film friends, she's like the Transfiguration. Uh, never had a good chance of getting Nas was good and then messaged me like two hours later she's like wait shit you meant like you meant 2020 right <laughs> and then another one got a pitch was Tangled what year did Tangled come out I think that I like mean, the that's, Disney that's, movie yeah I think the friend just really likes Tangled I love her she's great uh, yeah it was 2010 oh well then fuck me wow. uh, our audience hates us <laughs> you want to know what the only honorable mentions are from our audience I'll mention them because they're very short and then we can get into ours. <laughs> the Invisible Man, which is a good pick. I like that pick. Uh, people really liked that movie and I love the movie Ma, which shut the fuck up. Make that shit end real quick. Twitter's blown up about Ma. Like Octavia Spencer randomly shows up on my timeline for Ma every <laughs> couple of weeks and I fucking hate it, but I love it at the same time. I, I saw that <laughs> on our social media and I was like, do they mean that movie Ma? Or do they mean like <laughs> Ma Rainey? Like what? Is, what do they actually? <laughs> they did not. I, I. We all know the person who pitched it, and it's definitely not yeah. Ma Rainey. No, it's it's Ma. It's just Ma. <laughs> um, and then Birds of Prey, which was a fun one, but the person put it as a caveat. They were like, "I realized I didn't see that many movies in 2020, so Birds of Prey. So <laughs> yeah. take that how you will." That's which fair. I That's liked fair. Birds of Prey. I thought it was like a fun, passable DC movie, and I just Margot Robbie's a great harley quinn so good dc movies considering you can split them into the category of passable and not passable passable is <laughs> pretty pretty good oh fuck this is delicious yeah. i knew it would be i'm so excited for you audience i'm gonna do well also it doesn't taste like alcohol at all i'm fucked the fact that that's eight <laughs> percent and it's a tall boy honestly i'm sure that thing was dirt cheap so honestly it's probably it a good investment two dollars i um, it's funny that the person who said Birds of Prey as a caveat was like, I didn't see that many movies this year because in preparation for this podcast, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't see any movies this year. I need to watch some things. And one of the movies I watched was Birds of Prey and was considering putting it in the bracket because I, I did really enjoy it. Yeah, Birds of Prey was pretty good. One, huh. one was Palm Springs, though, and it's in our finale. So, like, you're clearly not doing awful. Oh, yeah. I did see Palm Springs before preparing for this bracket. You saw Palm Springs? Springs, Sonic, and Birds of Prey. <laughs> my octopus teacher, come on. Oh, that's I did true, see, that's true. I, did, I also saw my octopus teacher. I saw a couple movies. Not very many, but I saw a couple. Do you want to Do you want to throw one of your personal ones out, Jake? Yeah, um, I'll start off with uh, one that was like nominated for other things, but just didn't uh, get nominated for Best Picture. I fucking loved Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm a big mm -hmm. fan of those films. Uh, like, I loved Fences. I think Denzel Washington should have fucking won the Oscar over Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. I, I don't know. I loved Ma Rainey. I love the style of, like, that playwright and, like, the play stuff. Chadwick Boseman delivers a fucking phenomenal performance. Uh, Viola Davis, phenomenal. Uh, the whole cast, like, they deliver shit really, really well. And I remember that one really impacting me a lot. Yeah, it's, it's just a very, very beautiful and great film. And one that I definitely am going to rewatch a lot. So Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Have you guys seen it? I have, actually. Um, what do you I, think? I enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised you didn't put that in the bracket. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I had like yeah. this I had like this weird piece of like I had picked things for the bracket and then started ramping up watching movies for the Oscars. So some very good things that like I definitely wouldn't have picked over say Sonic. Um, I watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I enjoyed it. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good movie, dude. I mean, I I people should read the play too. It's fucking fantastic. Sorry. Okay, I told people to read. I'm sorry. That's like usually. Matthew's job as the fucking nerd, nerd of the podcast. He's nerd. simultaneously the nerd and the himbo of the podcast. I'm the enlightened himbo. <laughs> the himbo that wears glasses. <laughs> You're the Clark Kent of himbos. <laughs> I guess I'll throw one of mine out. Yeah. Low-key film that I don't know if either of you have seen. Um, we'll see. But Possessor. Oh, that was the. Um... I am going to scream, Jake, <laughs> if you've actually seen this no, movie. That's, that's, the, that's the horror. <laughs> it's the horror. Movie. It's the agent, right? The the secret organization shit. No, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. Oh, and th- I wish you would have picked it. Yeah. I mean, I actually hadn't seen it until like halfway through our bracket. Um, I sort of randomly watched it on recommendation from uh, a friend of mine because it hadn't hit my radar, which is kind of surprising has, considering. Like, no one in its <clears throat> cast or like director it's like okay. fun fact um the lead is actually mandy from mandy holy wait you're right wow really yeah i i noticed it like halfway through the, through the film and had to look it up and i was like oh my god that's so fun um she does crazy. like mandy's like a super subdued role but obviously possessor she plays the lead it is such a fun romp the sales pitch i'll give because i'm sure most people haven't heard of yeah. this film it's a good but movie. basically um this woman is a corporate assassin wherein she commits her assassinations by being able to take over the body of other people um it is so much fun such it's a like fan- i love it so much sorry to cut you off but i, I love no, it so much good. just because it. it's like it's such a good blend of like the horror sci-fi genre that like yeah that's what i love about it the horror begins to seep in as she starts to lose control of like what is self and what is reality from having to take control of other people so frequently and possess their bodies. It's a it's a know, really fun movie. Do you want to know another fun fact about uh, the lead actress? Hmm. She was in the movie Oblivion Skull. <laughs> I'll drink to that. (laughs) Oh, God. She was actually, she was Victorian, the 2013 film Oblivion with Tom Cruise, which actually is a pretty good movie. Which we actually shared a photo from Tom Cruise in that film earlier today on our social media. Holy shit, we did. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that was a photo from that movie? Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, the one with with Sonic and Lady Bird in the car. (laughs) That was from Oblivion, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Man, the future that they imagined in that movie is crazy. I thought you were going (laughs) to... something else <laughs> um, what do you got no no i was saying the future where sarah c ronan and sonic together is crazy you called her the game say, of thrones say, character cersei no sayors how, how do you say her name Sersha Sersha. ronan Sersha. yes Sersha. don't worry i'll cut i'll cut up they'll cut the whole goof out appreciate that appreciate that um yeah the part with sayorsi ronan <laughs> Um, just, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, a movie that I didn't see that I remember seeing trailers for and thought it was going to be really good. And I don't even know if it's eligible. Are you pitching this for an honorable mention? (laughs) This is an honorable mention because I'm sure it was a good movie, but I don't know if it was eligible because it technically Google is telling me the release date was January 29th, 2021. And I don't know when the cutoff was. Um, that's probably eligible. But the movie Supernova, there was the Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth. Um, oh, I never saw that one. Like it road looks trip. good, though. Yeah. I, yeah, the trailers looked so, so good, and I never saw it, but uh, I imagine it was really good. I haven't even heard of it. What? How was that going to connect before to what you were talking about? <laughs> You're like, I don't want to run out of honorable mentions. Oh, uh, no, this actually was not the movie that I was thinking of at the time. <laughs> I was like, did you uh, mention Stanley I, Tucci? I had a movie that I did actually see. But yeah, I, I love Stanley Tucci, and I love Colin Firth, and I imagine that this was very good. <laughs> I love so if anyone saw Supernova hit us up yeah and Alex's energy with pitching things is so fucking funny to me like <laughs> but look look audience audience let me level with you for a second if you've seen Supernova tweeted us 
message us on Instagram. Hit us up on the socials at Tough Cut Pod. We're out there. We're on that grind. Um, if you want to leave a review for the show um, on Apple, <laughs> follow us on Spotify. Oh, wait, what was I talking about? <laughs> on the Apple Tough Cut page, leave a review for Supernova. That's a way to surefire. We'll see it. Uh, we check our Apple reviews. We check our Gmail, uh, toughcutpod.gmail.com. We check our Gmail every day. Um, Actually, if you leave a review for Supernova in our podcast reviews on Apple, it may get removed. However, we'll copy it and we will post it as a review of Supernova on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. You know what? This is the weird thing. <laughs> I to pitch it, but all I need to say is that I really need to eat something. <laughs> I have a protein bar here. Cool. Okay. Well, while Jake eats a protein bar, <laughs> another have- film <laughs> that I will be damned. Why are you saying that this? Uh, that <laughs> Jake. Wow, Jake actually is eating a protein bar into the microphone. That was not a bit. That was not him crinkling some like paper or anything. It is. It he is so eating a protein. This is riveting content, but a movie I will be (laughs) damned that the Oscars didn't let it into contention because of some rules about having a release and it was a limited release before it got its wide release in the U.S. Fuck you, the uh, Oscar. Fuck you, Oscar. Um, But Portrait of a Lady on Fire. um, I sat there as we were talking about this bracket with and I was like, does this movie count, Jake? Like, am I allowed to put this in? Yeah, Uh, it doesn't count. It, was it doesn't count, but it's like bullshit. That movie is fucking fantastic. That's it's a, a phenomenal film. It's a great film. And the thing is, because of like the way the releases pan out, it was like literally never possible for Oscar contention, which is so well, fucked. You know, it, like what? makes me so mad. It's either studio meddling where like they did it on purpose because they didn't want it. Like they didn't think it would do well, which is fucked up. Sure. If you don't campaign for something, they yeah. won't ever pick it. But and, but that's the issue. Like, they didn't think that kind of a story, a fucking amazing story that people really love a could movie. be nominated. Like, that's that's fucked. Yeah. An honorable mention that's kind of like um, on the fence. I, uh, a, a lot of people what? that I know didn't what? like. <laughs> <What is that? laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> My words don't mean things. Uh, skull. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! One of mine that I I was I was thinking of picking because I genuinely really enjoyed it, but I know people didn't. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. I genuinely love like that movie. Addict. Yeah, I yeah I guess I did pitch adaptation too. I genuinely liked it. <laughs> I I know people have had genuine problems with the movie. I get it. I don't know. I just thought it was like brilliant performance from both of those lead actors and. I like Charlie Kaufman's writing, even though it's like based on a book or whatever, and his ending's different. I don't know. I just really fuck with weird. <laughs> I, I fuck with films that make me feel like what you know. I I have not seen or read. I'm thinking of ending things. Wait, you haven't seen it? I have not actually. Wait, really, Matthew? That blows my dick. I mean, ah, my mind. <laughs> Try to get your dick sucked, Jake, because uh, I got a dick sucking robot I'm about to send you. What an energy this episode has, huh, guys? Yeah, I haven't actually seen or read it. However, for what it's worth, you being like, you know, oh, it's a, you know, it is a book, but the ending's different. Um, there's a little something that you pitched uh, called Adaptation that's about <laughs> Charlie Kaufman changing the ending of a story and an entire story. Well, wow, other- guys, I'm reading through like a list of movies that came out this year. And I forgot so many movies that came out this year. One. Okay. One that I actually saw and enjoyed Enola Holmes. I thought was really good. Um, I'm going to disagree hardly, but, um, Oh, really? I'm glad you enjoyed it. What did you not like about it, Jake? I didn't like seeing Millie Bobby Brown interact with the uh, fucking Superman. It was jarring Henry to me. Cavill. Yeah. He's a beautiful man. I just, Millie Bobby Brown, like, scares me. <laughs> I feel like she would come up with a pocket knife and stab me in the ribs. Wow. Are you, so um, are you afraid for Henry Cavill that he's going to get stabbed by Millie yeah, Bobby Brown? I don't think those muscles, like, you know, there was that one Twitter video from him in Mission Impossible where he literally, like, fucking cocks his arms and they, like, his mustache grows. And yeah, I'm like, awesome. that's fucking, it's fucking scary. Sick. I still, I still believe Millie Bobby Brown can take a middle fight. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna randomly say these films because I think they're fantastic. Uh, the movie First Cow, fantastic. 
uh, the Small Axe series, um, Steve McQueen, oh, all those are fucking those phenomenal. Are, uh, and people should watch them. They didn't get nominated because they're like technically TV. Like I, I don't know. It's they're dumb. like a limited I, series, I think, technically. I hate the Oscars, whatever. Um, I still think uh, Minari was a fantastic film and it should have been uh, like... I need to see it. Yeah. Uh, and La Llorona. Uh, it was an international horror film based on the... Um, the good one. Okay. Yeah, the good we one. know the good we one. know when you hear that you think of the American one. I no. assume that's not the one you're talking about. It's, the one with the, the the um he's like a politician or a general or something. It's like a it's, political horror movie and that's yes, a fucking Okay, we're talking about the same movie. movie. Yeah. Oh my god, it was really good. That came out this year? Yeah, it got nominated for best Ugh. international film for a lot of circuits, but I don't think this one for Oscars. It was good. And like, it was good. It was fantastic. Um, those are the ones I just want to shout out because I genuinely love those films and think they should be shouted out. Some movies I want to shout out. Um, other movies that came out this year. We've got Scoob. Uh, Ooh, of course, Scoob yeah. was good. Yeah. No, animation. Scoob was fucking good. My nephew well, loves Scoob. Scoob actually no, good. Scoob is one of those where like, it's like Spongebob, like the original movie where like they make so many awesome jokes for no good reason. It's like actually funny. <laughs> no, it's funny wow, as hell. that is his hysterical i thought scoob was gonna be uh truly terrible uh so i did not see it that's wild that it's actually good crazy you scoob, honestly, i guess legitimate us, honorable mention of, no out of all of us alex you would enjoy scoob the most i bet i would love scoob i bet i would uh skull. <laughs> i'll do another okay you're shot. still doing it <laughs> skull there you go Okay. Wow, that, that's so funny that you guys both saw Scoob and both really liked it. It's a really good movie. So with those amazing honorable mentions in our pocket, that wasn't the most incoherent babble you guys have ever heard because I edited it <laughs> to be a really nice audience. A Trolls World Tour came out this year. That movie also kind of fucked. There is no escaping this hell. The first right. one was really good. I never saw I didn't see the second one. Which one is the one... Does Hamilton... As a movie, count on Disney Plus. It does huh? because it got nominated that, for things, right? Did, did it really? Yeah, I don't it even did. Know, it got man. nominated for an Oscar. Good. Um. Okay, I'm trying really. Yeah, keep going. You got this. Wow. Choo choo. <laughs> Thanks for all those honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> they're so fantastic. It was an incoherent mess, but we got through it. And now we have the uh, we have the content that's just as legitimate as the first half of the episode. That is the finals of our Oscar season bracket. And I'm going to be sober for all of it. Just listening to Jake eat his protein <laughs> bar in the background of Matt finally moving on. On on one side, on one side, we have Palm Springs passing by to five bloods and Borat subsequent movie film to make its way to the finals. Triumphant victories in both cases. And then on the bottom side of the bracket, we have another round triumphing over Sound of Metal. The only actual best picture nominee in this uh, bracket. Something to consider, fellas. True. And then after that, beating the Titan, that is not just Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie conquering the very essence and being of James Marsden himself. <laughs> Making its way to the finals, we have another round. So Palm Springs versus another round. These are directed by um, Thomas Vinterberg did another round. Uh, who did Palm Springs? I was going to say you guys can introduce them because you guys pitched them. Oh, that's <laughs> Palm right. Springs can... was by uh, Max Barbacow. I mean, they know by this point. Another round's just a bunch of teachers who get drunk. Uh, one of them to the point of oblivion. Skull. All of them to the point of oblivion. <laughs> that's the whole purpose of one of the scenes. How it affects their social and professional lives. And it's really beautiful. What's Palm Springs about, Alec? Uh, it's kind of the same thing, except it's the same day. <laughs> so it's it's Andy Samberg getting really, really drunk, living the same day over and over again, just having a good time, trying to live life without pain. And then Sarah gets trapped in the time loop with him, and it's like life has meaning, I guess. We'll Crazy talk about how it. that happens when you share experiences with someone else. So we have two fantastic movies. Anyone have a have a point we want to start on? Or point? Okay, is Jake, go that my only that <laughs> 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 he's gonna be so mad that he made me go first because I said my only point is that I'm gonna drink more. All right, skull. Let's continue comparing is these that movies. Really? <laughs> Oh, this is the last <laughs> shot I'm doing with you, Jake. <laughs> 
uh, until the end. We'll do another one at the end, and then I'll just continue drinking. Because uh, I have to, because, okay, mm. you know, with another round, there's the levels, right? We have 0. 0.05. We have, mm-hmm. what's the second one? I don't 0. know what it's called. 0.10. So they have 0. 0.05, the, which is humans are born with a BAC 0.05% too low. Then you have 0. 0.10. And then finally, oblivion. <laughs> Alex has limited himself. Yeah, I've been like sipping sipping beers this whole time, so I guess I'm around 0.05. Matt Matt was drinking beforehand, and he's been just taking swigs of whiskey and kind of you know chilling throughout the whole night. So he's probably you know 0.1. I've expedited this process <laughs> to bring you love <laughs> and happiness. I'm gonna plug this hardcore on all my private socials. Do it, honestly. This is do gonna it. be the episode Jake tells everyone to listen to first. Now, <laughs> start with the one that I drink a lot in short succession. That's a good one. I was gonna say, Jake, if you want to keep drinking after this, you're in Central Time, so like, might as well. Yeah, I have that's work how it works. in the morning. Nah doesn't care actually cut that out don't don't actually use that i'll get in legal trouble um guys the crudes a new age came out this year okay i swear to fucking god (laughs) no more we're gonna talk about these movies you had a really good point can we compare i I actually do have a point but like matthew go first i I have two the second one i'll save for a little later the um the first one this was sort of just as i was thinking about these two movies earlier today um And I think that there's an interesting comparison and observation of like where our protagonists start and end each story. That's good. Namely, you know, if we're thinking about where they start each story, you have Martin who's dealing with his failing marriage and his complete loss of his sense of self to Mm -hmm. time as he's aged. And then, um, In Palm Springs, you kind of have the duo leads of Sarah, who it's implied not so subtly um, that she is potentially a bit of an alcoholic and has caused problems for her family in the past. And then Mm -hmm. Niles, who has lost himself in this time loop, lost himself to time yet again. And to the point where he can't even remember much about his old life, about what he used to actually do, what he did for work. Seems he's not been very happy in his relationship and then where they end these movies martin rediscovering himself versus niles kind of discovering a new sense of self in relation to sarah Mm -hmm. um i think is like a cool kind of not quite parallel because they're not quite ship like ships passing in the night you know maybe have some intersecting pieces i'm so glad you brought this up because this is one of the conversations that i wanted to have um we talked a little bit last time about the similarity between the coming of age story and the midlife crisis. And I think in a really interesting way, both of these movies are midlife crises. Like I love another it. round yeah. very clearly is, but I think uh, Palm Springs is like very subtly the same themes and the same kind of idea because Niles, although he's very young and Sarah as well, both of them are kind of at this point where they get stuck in this time loop. Niles has like totally lost who he is. Life is meaningless. He's literally living the same day over and over and over again. Uh, and like the, the rediscovery of finding new things in life to enjoy is I think paramount to the, the themes of, of a midlife crisis story. And I think it's so interesting the way that they parallel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because like you talk about like midlife crises and we, we alluded to before how like, you know, midlife crises are like coming of age films in, in a way where it's like you, you come of age in your midlife, which is like a really weird thing. Um, maybe that's a hint. I don't know. I'm drinking. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jake, you're so subtle. You're so subtle and so tactful. The way you, the way you drop clues into conversation. Uh, James uh, Marsden. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, it's interesting thinking about Palm Springs being like Miles and uh, what's what's her N- character's Niles name? And Sarah. Sarah. It is Sarah. Okay, I was, I was gonna say Sarah. I promise I was gonna say Sarah. Don't laugh at me. You Miles little... and what's her name? Oh, I said Miles. Is on the Niles shit. You did. Cool. You did. Uh, <laughs> anyways, how Niles and Sarah, um, they come of age because they've lived like what? Like we talked about the timeline, but like a thousand lives, like a thousand days. It's like implied it's a, a long very ass long time. time. 
Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think that if they're both going to come of age and what is their conclusions for both of them? Because I think the conclusions are what's like a good parallel for like, what's the message of like these films in their end. If they're both coming mm-hmm. of age, what is like the conclusion of Palm Springs? where like, you know, they're laying in the, uh, Oh, spoiler warning, by the way, we're going to be spoiling these movies. Um, They've already <laughs> theoretically, you've been spoiled yeah, audience, but I love so, my audience. So I'm no, going to tell it, them. It's, it's important. Thank you. Before you, spoil the ending of Palm Springs, Jake, for the first time in the series. Yeah, but anyway, they, they get out of the time loop and they like are sitting there, you know, with uh with at their private like home and it, like, they batch into it. They're like, oh, we're going to start a life together. We're going to try this thing. And then with, you know, with uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character, which I forgot his name. But Martin. Martin. It's Martin. No, fuck you. I said it before you did. Ha 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 ha. Um. <laughs> Wait, did you say Mads Mikkelsen or Mads Nicholson? It's Mads Mickelson. That's his name. I know, but I thought you said Nicholson. No, I said Mickelson. I, I swear. I'm like swear Jack Nicholson. I swear. I said <laughs> Here's Martin. <laughs> I swear I said Mickelson. I promise. Anyway, um, his conclusion is very different because, like, you know, it. Yes, his his wife think- or his ex wife like says, "Okay, I miss you," but he dances at the end. He goes on the river. He does the drinking. Does he go back to her? Ah, we talked about this in the first episode. <laughs> Both of these movies kind of have these kind like uncertain endings. Like, yeah, yeah, Niles and Sarah get out of the time loop, but it's not like a okay, we're in love and we're gonna get married and our the rest of our life is figured out it's like we're gonna try to do this you know it's Mm -hmm. like the the rest of our lives is uncertain which i think is the whole point of the movie of you shouldn't know what comes next you should live your life the moment moment to moment trying to enjoy it but also knowing that the uncertainty is what makes it beautiful for another round right no did what he was talking about palm springs I I don't really I yeah I, know. I, I honestly I am kind of confused by the ending of another round. I don't really I don't really know that I understand what Martin is thinking at the end of the movie, which I think is I guess some of the hesitation I have with it. So I'm I'm interested to see what your interpretations of the ending are. So I specifically have talked about this already. Um, so to avoid retreading too much of the same thing, in my opinion, it is this learning to live in both excess and moderation. It's learning to sort of find that balance between the two things. It's this approach to Aristotelian philosophy of it, um, learning to indulge and learning to moderate oneself. And what I think is emblematic of that is there's a difference in when Martin drinks at the end of the film versus every other time. So it's established, it's established early on that Martin, the character, and also Mads Mikkelsen, the person, are both were or were both dancers. Um, mm-hmm. And throughout the film, they continually try and goad Martin into dancing, and he never does it um, until the final scene of the film, where he celebrates with the students and dances with them. I think that that is meant to be sort of symbolize this embracing of who he used to be, the capturing of his old life and sort of um, l- learning to like the the balance of life with alcohol, because the the movie chiefly is both a condemnation and a celebration of um, alcohol culture in, yeah. um, I guess, Denmark specifically. Um, but obviously that applies to other places as well. New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, many, many countries, many, many places, you know. Nah, just New Orleans and Denmark. (laughs) There are two places in the world, New Orleans and Denmark. And there's only one other man who uh, drank like Mads Mikkelsen and was also a dancer. And that's Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio. And that's why I'm so excited for the American remake. It's me, bitch. There, there is meant to be significance on his decision to dance just as much as there is meant to be significance on his decision to drink. And this time it's for mm-hmm. a different reason. But, um, okay, Matthew, like I challenge you to compare that to Palm Springs, though. Like I, I know how like another round ends and like that beautiful like poetry of what it's, it's saying, but imply it to uh, Niall's decision to, you know, jo- join in that loop and do like he he was in the loop longer than Sarah. We, much we, longer. We know that. And much implied longer. to be much longer. Much, much longer. 
he's literally getting out of this like crisis and all this for this one person. Like, what does that mean in relation and the relationship that uh, Martin has with his wife and like the decision he has to drink, you know, celebrate the excess, the, the, you know, uh, the moderation, everything. Like, what does it mean to compare like their two endings? Cause I, I feel like they're paralleled in a well, way, but I think, I think comparing the situations, it's very interesting because in a, in a, uh, I guess complicated way, Niles being stuck in this time loop living the same day over and over again there's a safety in it in that you know he knows everything that could ever happen so he he can uh, avoid pain as much as possible and in a very similar way Martin being in the marriage uh, living days as if they are disinteresting and nothing is happening it's safe because nothing will change Mm. and you know if he doesn't confront his wife that he's unhappy and that you know, maybe she was cheating on him. They don't have to confront it and they don't have to deal with it. So I think it, it's it's very interesting the way that I think the time loop specifically as a plot device emphasizes these things that we experience in life without exactly being in that situation, you know? Yeah, I actually that's sort of the the heart of the similarity, I think, between these two films that, you know, that was what I was kind of trying to get at in my like opening comparison between the two in that. Martin has lost himself to time through that disinterest you're getting at. And in the same way, we're not in the same way, but sort of a paralleled outcome. Niles has done much the same. Yeah. So like in a very roundabout way, these I think the state the protagonists are in at the beginning of the film are very similar to one another. And there is sort of this open question still of what does it look like at the end of each film? You know, I think specific imagery at the end of the film, I think, is so interesting because the contrast between them is so stark. Niles and Sarah are sitting motionless in this pool of water, right? Compared mm-hmm. to Mads Mikkelsen dancing. It's like they find peace and stillness versus and he finds this freedom. diving in a pool of water. Right. It's, I think that the contrast between the endings is so interesting. Mm-hmm. The, this is the most why I'm conflicted between these two movies is because I talked about how Martin is dealing with this stagnation of just like he's feeling like... The scene that sticks out to me, and I didn't get to highlight and talk about the scene I really want to is when he is like literally being a teacher and he's being confronted by his students and the parents that he's failing them. Like Martin is really losing it here. He's like, they're, they're literally like, he literally says, didn't I tell you? Like, didn't I tell you what I, you know, it's a different intense, like emotional response to like being stagnant. And I've never thought of that as like a, as a teacher, like I never reached a point in my like educational career where I was like, I need to tell my teacher, like have a meeting and be like, what the fuck is going on? And, and in the inverse with, Palm Springs, Niles is so beaten down and he's clearly tried like everything, but there's like a really dark interpretation of like Niles in the beginning of this film. Like it's depressing. It's really like, you know, we go into nihilism. We go into this. Like it's you. Thank you for that. I got you set up for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something I wanted to talk about so beautifully. Of course, if there's more to your, to get to the end of your point, um, you certainly oh, can finish I want it. you guys to feed off. Go. Something I think is so interesting is I don't interpret Niles at the beginning of the film as um, being like hopeless or apathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He certainly is nihilistic, which. Yes. But he's That's resigned. He's like he's content. Exactly. Which I think is the most tragic part of his existence. Well, that's the thing, though, is I think that um, it, it, it's hmm. I think that being content in it, it, it doesn't necessarily make it. I don't know. I don't know where this point's going. That protein bar didn't help me. And I'll say it, audience, um, I'm feeling it more and more. And the peanut butter chocolate bar. I'm not going to say the name because they're not going to get money off of us. Fuck you, vendor. Uh, it's hey, not this is the difference for me. This is how you guys know. We ask good products to sponsor us and we don't ask bad products to sponsor us. So when we eventually monetize and we go corporate and we're like, hey, give us money. Uh, you know that you're only going to get premium quality ads. <laughs> premium quality advertisements from the Tough Cup boys, guys. Yeah. Um, because you I'm totally, totally sure that we're gonna we're gonna sell out and have sweet ads on this show. <laughs> Motherfucker, if you had an opportunity to sell out, would you? Uh depends the Mr. offer. Mr. Corporate sellout. <laughs> 
I'm pretty tempted by all the the people on Instagram reaching out to us, asking us to sponsor their balls razors. <laughs> Try to get my balls shaved. Uh, I just kicked my water over. That's not a good sign. Hey, audience. Uh, I'm here to tell you about myballsgotshaved.com. And my balls are silky smooth after using their product. I can contest. His balls are silky smooth. I did the test to make sure. What's the test? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> yeah, it's two, two shakes and a, and, a, and a wiggle. Well, um, <laughs> wow, quality content, guys. Don't, we're don't on. Me, we're, all right, fine. Don't make me drink more. Oh my god, guys, stop it! Oh, they're, Jake, oh, no. they're Jake. forcing me. No, Jake, no. no, Jake, stop, please. The the point I want to. There, there isn't really a, a point. Nah, you to had it a specifically. Point. Um, well, there's, there's like multiple things I want to talk about, and we're left with such little time. Uh, I don't know how to make this natural from what we were last talking about. I guess I can have the comedy interjection. Uh, how do you, and that how distracts do you want me to make it natural? Else. I could do a. No, how no, do you want good. me to make it natural? I could do um, a. I can, I can just. boop. Matthew's gonna say a thing. Thank you, Jake. So. Wow, so natural. I, I had more I wanted to talk about on nihilism, but we are we are pushing time here, unfortunately. And the guy with the philosophy degree can't 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 start peddling shit about uh, philosophy again. I, I was allowed to do that Jake, once. Keep bullshitting. He won't be able to talk about philosophy. <laughs> You're not going to talk about philosophy. How about you talk about philosophy, bitch? All right. Skull. For myself, not you guys. Jake, how, Jake, how do you think you would react about being caught in a time loop? Be in a time loop in my current state. No, what? Yeah. What? Like you like as a human current, being in a time where loop. Where you are in life. How do you think you would do in a time loop? Yeah, not if like you. If I had you, to repeat this day. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I'm asking. Is it this day? Yeah, this today. Today you're stuck Jesus. in a time loop. So I have to go to work for 13, 12 hours and then just, get drug for a podcast. Or, or well, you just okay. don't go to work. You're stuck but in a time loop. That's true. If you know that tomorrow is going to be today, do you have to go to work? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I'm in New Orleans, so that's a good place to be. To be mm-hmm. in a time loop, I'd say. But I'm also a lot of my yeah, friends. I feel like there's a lot to do. Friends aren't here. Yeah. Shout out Matthew, Alex. I f- I'd fuck them. I'd fuck <laughs> with them. Um. Hell yeah, got my smooth balls. <laughs> <laughs> Checking out Matthew's smooth balls. <laughs> Two shakes and a wiggle. That's what I always say. Two <laughs> <laughs> shakes and a wiggle. Honestly, in a fucked up way, I feel like I'd handle a time loop really well with the way I handle chaos. Like, I really lean into that kind of a thing. I feel like naturally, I feel like my day is already looped in a way and I try to make it be awesome no matter what. But do you think you would still retain that same feeling if you had lived the same day a million times? There's no way of knowing, but I know here's here. The one thing I know is that I would do some fucked up shit. Like I would do, I, I would murder someone like straight I mean, up. I would, you would get into the craziness really quickly. It would no, be like, like that's a couple what I'm saying. Like, it wouldn't be... take a thousand days. It'd be like, okay, if I, I'm for sure in three days, I'm in a time loop. I'm killing someone day four. Like, <laughs> is that a condemnation of my name? Hopefully who, not. Who do you uh, kill? Ma- though? Matthew is saying this, but anyways, I no, I, I really would. I, like, I would do some wild, crazy. I mean, I do shit for the bit, anyways. Like, I'd that's probably true. be naked a lot more. I've seen your dick. <laughs> more times than um you're you're gonna leave this in the podcast aren't you you're gonna leave my dick exposed to you in the podcast more than all of the other jokes that i made prior to this comment aren't you i hate you so much Whatever, if you want you're to allowed cut, to if you want no, to cut. you're allowed to this is me giving my verbal consent of showing you my penis uh guys we've all seen jake's dick you know, but you guys um, liked it and were impressed, and it was consensual. Yeah, Jake, it's I, very I, impressive, I, and it yeah, was very consensual. I was, I was, thank you. Yeah, I consented. Okay, I want to I hear Matthew say he was impressed. Something, something we have yet to talk about with another round, and I just want to talk about because it was one of the m- most emotionally impactful scenes of the entire movie when Martin drinks to oblivion with his group of friends and is picked up by his son on the ground outside of their neighbor's house, mm. and they have a confrontation with their family, and his son remarks that some to the the semblance of like you we know you've been doing this for a long time like you've been drunk for a while now um yeah. and like from from the entire movie 
up until that point has been framed from Martin's perspective of his own drinking. And that is like the first time that we get confronted by someone outside of it about Martin's drinking habits. It is such an emotionally powerful scene. Um, and I, I I, just, I wanted to bring it up because it is just so incredibly acted from all angles. Um, yeah. I remember basically being in disbelief watching it unfold of like this confrontation feels so real, so uncomfortable, so raw. Um, yeah. It was so good. So what I will say, Matthew, I'm actually glad you brought that up. And just in general, um, a, a genuine point when I was uh, debating these films in my head and also hearing our conversations now, I love I genuinely love both these movies. Uh, I've mentioned it before. Palm Springs feels like such a comfort feel- film for me where I was like, I feel like I could have wrote this. Like it feels like genuinely so- a story that I could tell I could write. It feels like it, it genuinely feels personal to me in the cadence of how two humans interact when they're falling in love. And with another round, I just feel like there are so many more almost of those moments of those like, wait, shit, not necessarily I could write this, but I can understand this and I feel this. And that really impacted me watching another round. And like, it's hard. It's a hard film to watch in those small moments because it's a fun film. It's a fun. But when it gets not fun, then you're like, shit, like, I know. And when that's what's fucked up about it in a beautiful way. It gets super real. The The way that Mads Mikkelsen acts that scene is so brilliant. His response, like the way that he gets angry because it's so clear that he's getting angry because he likes who he is drinking, you know, like he's happy with who he becomes. And that just makes it so much sadder. Yeah, it's so good. It's really good. He, he yells that, like, no one's going to wait for me. Like, I'm not, no one's going to fucking wait. For, like, ah, uh, that really hit me. It's, I don't know. What were you going to say, Matthew? Because I know you're sitting on a bunch of talking points. Um, In relation to kind of these heavy moments, I think what sets up this scene of him being confronted by his family is the a couple scenes before there's him and his family on his camping trip. And they show this, they show a black screen, um, BAC, 0.00% and he has this really intimate moment with his wife where she remarks that he's a different person um and it's sort of played with of like is it a good thing or a bad thing in the way that she's remarking it and then immediately following that they they show him so close to rejecting falling to the temptation of alcohol yet again um on the night they drink to oblivion like just the the way that sequence of scenes are are strung together just yeah Oh, it is. It's so incredibly powerful. Um, and it it's so, so beautifully done. Honestly, like this, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm, I've been drinking this whole episode or whatever, and I'm getting to the point where <laughs> sentimental, uh, Sober Jake's going to talk now. Um, <laughs> and there's the clap. <laughs> um, this movie just meant a lot to me, like with, with the way, like he talked, like, those moments of of realization and those moments uh. of, even without martin just like the shit like even with specs like really fucking hurt me and like i i don't know i just uh, how i take the ending and just everything and like in general is like he was finally present and like i try so hard to be present and this is tipsy drug jake speaking but like whatever like i try so hard to be present in the most chaotic way that i can find and like part of that is resembled in Palm Springs genuinely because like you have to live a chaotic wild life to even feel like you can go on existing you know in a fucking time loop um but for yeah. this it was just like i don't know like you're you're there and it just the impacts that it had on me were so like sudden and and it has a bunch of other commentary that's good too like we never talked about it um and i was hoping maybe this would go up against borat too in a way because like remember when they had those political like the world leader section about like that whole montage with the whole like drinking and political leaders Talking and about, like the, um churchill uh even FDR without the whole Hitler. like speech she did but like the whole like montage with all the leaders drinking and like you know the clips of them like, oh just okay that's what you're referring to not both his of them. like both okay. of them okay yeah like it's just like this film hits so many boxes for me like it's... it checks so many boxes and it was so poignant fun emotionally impactful and not just in its main character and i feel like that's also important to me i love caring about other people on the side like that's great filmmaking and i'm gonna drink more <laughs> 
Thanks, Jake. <laughs> you know what I really enjoy about it is that it has this whole thing about like the the whole premise of why they kind of start doing it is that they're they're like testing the scientific theory of like oh humans are born with this blood alcohol content deficiency, but the movie doesn't like come to a conclusion on it because they end up going too far, you know? Like, it's not like the movie... I, I just, I appreciate that because it's framed so much from a perspective of, like, it. they have the black screens, like Matt brought up, where they show, like, what their blood alcohol content is. And it's mm-hmm. framed as if it's going to be the scientific experiment. I just appreciate that it doesn't come to a conclusion on it. I think that's that's one of the really beautiful things about this movie is that it is like a really honest look from a lot of perspectives on drinking culture in Denmark. Like that is one of the things that's so important about this movie being set where it is, is it is about Danish drinking culture um, in such a powerful way. Like in it, it, like I don't think Vinterberg wants to come to some grand conclusion that alcohol is either good or bad because it is. I agree a hundred percent of both of those things. It's, it's muddied. It's very muddied. And I think that's part of what he wants you to come out of the film feeling. Um, and he communicates it really, really well. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but the whole like people viewing another round as a film where like it's celebrated alcoholism or whatever, it's just so unfortunate for people because like it's just genuinely not what that it's, film's about. It's misunderstanding it yeah. hugely. And it's hard because <laughs> yeah. the reason why I really fuck with Palm Springs in this versus is because it had no right being what it was and how it subverted so much. And another round, it feels way more purposeful, but still subverse. Does that does that make sense? Like it's like Palm Springs had no reason being what it was, and then it was, but another round was like it you could tell that there Thomas Vinterberg had a purpose and yeah. executed it so beautifully. No one would have expected sure. Palm Springs to be like an intelligent deconstruction of time loops. Yeah. Whereas Vinterberg went into creating another round as sort of this subversive piece on drinking culture. And after his right. like daughter passed away so tragically, like this filmmaker, it's beautiful. It's beautiful what happened, and and I'm glad it won best international Oscar. But like, it really should have been considered for more. I just feel like it's such a great film. I don't know. It, yeah, I agree. It's hard. I mean, I think though that it's crazy. Like as good as Palm Springs is, that it wasn't even no. It's nominated. fucking ludicrous that Palm Springs was nominated for even writing. I think screenplay. Absolutely. It should have been. It's because the Oscars doesn't give a shit about comedies. They don't give a shit about sci-fi. They don't give a shit about horror. They only care about their little frame of like self-masturbatory stuff. Like whatever. Fuck well, you. And I think that's <laughs> why we did this bracket. No, like straight up, like whoever wins, generally whoever got like we say this about everyone who's nominated for like the tough cuts like series, but whoever gets nominated, especially for the Oscar season bracket, like <laughs> we love you for a fucking reason, you know, like <laughs> shut the fuck up. Both of you giggling at me. You and little my bitches. God, do we love James Marsden? <laughs> my God. That's why yeah. Sonic is in this bracket, baby. <laughs> no, because like, Okay, maybe Sonic. No, these, these movies. These movies are critically valuable. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Jake. Jake, were you about to say that Sonic shouldn't have been in this bracket? Yeah, what no, the fuck, I was dude? saying that Sonic should have been nominated, just maybe not for Best Picture. It should have been Best Anime. I agree. It should have been an animated. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent, based on solely based on one James Marsden, but two. The fact that they fucking bullied a studio into remaking a, a thing deal. and it was fantastic. That's those, a big deal. Those animators who fixed Sonic, they deserve they an the award, dude. Work. They deserve a million awards. That's all I'm going to say. Skull to myself. All dogs go to heaven and so do the animators of Sonic. So I'm going to finish my drink and then I'm going to vote. And that's my criteria for okay. this episode. I, I know okay. who I'm voting for. So I can vote. I can start us off. I know who I'm voting for, and I feel like I know who you guys are voting for, too. I'm pregnant. 
That's not a. That's not even a joke. Thanks. Why did I say that? Okay. Shut up. Drink, drink your drink. Drink your drink. I um starting things off a confident, resounding decision. Even though we didn't even get to talk about the philosophies of these two movies, um, I started off this bracket. Sound of Metal was my favorite movie I saw the entire year. Oh, that's interesting. Getting here without a doubt, the best movie I saw in 2020. My best picture was Another Round. Skull. And there he goes. I have one more sip uh, left. I completely agree with you, Matt. Another Round was a brilliant movie, but I enjoy a deeper dip into comedy. So I voted for Palm Springs. Wait, fuck, don't leave it up to me. Which means it <laughs> is all down to Jake. Jake, what did you write down? I don't think you wrote anything uh, down. Here's the thing. My motor skills aren't great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. I'm going to do one last skull because genuinely... For some God-forsaken reason, I have literally one sip left, and I'm about to vote. I didn't plan this, because I don't plan shit when I drink. Um, so I'm going to say one more skull, and then I'm going to say what <laughs> just, I drank. Just, All right, Jake. Let's skull. What's your, skull. 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 Jesus. Skull. Skull, you bastard. <laughs> don't throw up. Don't throw up on the podcast, Jake. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for another round. Um, genuinely, I really love both these movies, but like another round just hits me in such an emotional capacity that Palm Springs does, but it's like a little bit more like fun, but just fun. And another round is fun, but more. And that's why I voted for another round. Look, 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 just to tease you, audience, there was this really beautiful bit I had... Um unfortunately written about because I can't be helped. Um, the approach to nihilism in Palm Springs is incredibly admirable and incredibly nuanced. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you'll have to be waiting for that. For the next bracket where we put Palm Springs in. Wait a second, guys, I totally forgot. We were going to announce our next bracket at the end of this what? episode. Though another round wins the Oscar season. Oh yeah, congrats yeah. to another round. Another round is such a beautiful movie. It's so good. I'm totally happy with it winning. It It is an incredible incredible movie you should absolutely Wait, watch it this is the first movie please... that a uh, movie i pitched one yay jake congratulations I for it to happen i hate everyone <laughs> it's a great movie uh absolutely watch it uh please don't watch it when they make an american remake because that they don't need to make an american remake please just watch the international release please watch do. springs also it's so good i know we've said that about like every movie in this bracket um but I meant it when I said it. It was one of like my three favorite movies of 2020. It can't like it is it is so much smarter than it has any right to be, so much better, so much funnier than it has any right to be. It's a very good movie. Our next bracket. What the heck are we doing? What the heck is it gonna be, Jake? What's our next bracket? I hate you so much. What did you post on social media, Jake? There were two things in that image. Which one of them is relevant to our next bracket? I posted (laughs) a hint before anyone ever knew. I hate that they're making me do this right now. I drank so much quickly. Um, I I posted a picture. I did think that Jake was going to throw up before he voted. No, but I didn't. (laughs) That's where Jake is at. Because I'm Mads Mickelson, bitch, and I'm a dancer, and I we'll, have, good. we'll have him on the show, and we'll go shop for shot with him. Let's see how <laughs> what's his real alcohol tolerance. He like. literally went to drinking school for this film. I definitely could not outdrink him, but I probably could. Anyway, what's our next bracket? Yeah, so I posted a picture of Sonic sitting next to Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird, and guess what? Our next bracket is coming of age movies, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah. James Marston making another appearance in the bracket. He can't be stopped and neither can Sonic because it's coming back. No, later. no, no one one should pin Sonic for coming of age. Please. None of us, please. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So coming at you next episode, we've got Perks of Being a Wallflower versus Booksmart and a another fantastic matchup with this is england versus jojo rabbit so that one's gonna be good coming of age is like a very important uh, genre for me so i'm very excited uh i just want to issue out before anyone watches uh content warnings for this is england it's heavy use of racist anti-semitic bigoted like belief and language um there's depictions of nazism in both jojo rabbit and this is england and for Brick's perks of being wallflower uh there are mentions of abuse and suicide so please be mindful of that when you're watching and yeah 
keep those in mind um, before you watch those next few movies for the first episode of our coming of age uh, bracket. However, um, coming at you in episode 19, just to tell you what's in the rest of the bracket, we've got eighth grade versus how to train your dragon and the way, way back versus Ladybird. So there is actually wow. a tie in to what Jake posted on social media. Yeah, no, I didn't just make shit up. Honestly, I'm conflicted about every <laughs> single one of these matchups. I'm so excited for coming. Yeah, this is going to be I really love, good. I love I'm this so category. It, it should be a lot of fun. And for the most part, much lighter than um, heavy commentary on drinking culture in foreign nations. <laughs> Skull! I don't have any more to drink. I promise, audience. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this was the Tough Cut Podcast. Follow us on on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd uh, at Tough Cut Pod. We post things. They're kind of fun to read. But thank you guys so much for listening. We really enjoy doing the podcast and we we appreciate that you enjoy listening. Uh, leave a review or leave a review for Supernova on Apple <laughs> Review um, on our podcast. Uh, we will read them on the show. If they're funny enough. Okay. That's you, a call to action. Like, yeah. If you on Apple podcast review our show with a funny review of the movie Supernova starring Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth, we will read them on the show and give you credit. And if we choose to monetize that episode, maybe you'll make some money off of it. I don't know. We're not going to monetize that um, episode. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to monetize if anyone's paying anybody, it's the Merchants Guild. Shout out to another episode. Um, Shout out to the Merchants Guild, where whoever yeah, you are out there. I have no idea who they are. Look, All here's right, the thing. Well, oh, go ahead, Jake. What's your last comment? What's the thing? What's the thing? <laughs> Jake, what's oh, no, the thing? I'm not, I'm, I ha- I've built up to say something really fucking cool. No, we can cool delete everything. We can delete everything no, before we can- it. We can delete all of it. What's the thing? I was going to say, here's the thing. If you like Drug Jake, don't say that you like him, because do I want to do this again for a podcast? Yes, but no. At the (laughs) same time. Uh huh. I believe that Matthew, Matthew and Alex hated it, but I am having a good time. (laughs) I didn't hate it. I just feel bad for Matt doing all the. I'm gonna shove my whole fist (laughs) in my mouth. All right, let's end this podcast. Oh, Oh, hey.